Son of a gun. I need someone on my podcasting job. So welcome to DTV. It's uh, May 24, 2018. You've only missed 13 minutes because I forgot to hit record. Let's continue. All right, so uh, here's my little sideline story. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I do appreciate the subscriptions. We're growing this thing, especially with this new time slot. I really like this new time slot. You know how hard I got to work to get to get a good amount of people watching this thing? But at 9 o'clock, it's like, hey, they're already up and awake. They're ready to go. Thank you, Hans Holtz. Hans, I, I remember you. You used to come by once in a while. Now, I don't know who a cutter is. Are you uh, Armin Hammer? Armin Salaikum? Salam alaikum, brother. John Neri, an expert, often don't coast. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they collided or coincided with an uh, expert of house parties. Man, did I love that. Did I love that title. So everyone likes the new nine. That means you guys are sleeping in for the summer. Sleeping in for the summer. Let's continue back in Proverbs. So that whole story kicked off because she was wearing that groovy garb shirt. So the girl that, one of the two girls that got arrested, she started a t-shirt company. And I bought that at the flea market. And another funny story about that, this t-shirt, they bought a, a, a school bus, an old school bus. They remodeled the inside. It was really, really cool. Like, what a great business strategy. Like, buy an old school bus, paint it, do all that. Like, great marketing. Um, they were pulled over on the highway one day, and I pulled over to check them out. I was like, hey, Groovy Garb, how you guys doing? What happened? They go, oh, you're so nice. They said, oh, we already called somebody to have them come on check on us. I go, oh, that's good. Domi, you still here? Okay. I did ask the one out one time. But, you know, she said no. You know, nothing, dear. <laughs> nothing, dear. Nothing, dear. If you ever want a woman to want to ask a question, pull it away. They love they love the the with the pull away tactic or the reverse psychology. They love they love to if you tell something <laughs> if you if you say something that you don't want them to know and then you say nothing dear, they're going to want to know more than anything. I'm wearing these leggings instead. So you take the shirts off just they're to spite too heavy. me. Just they're to spite too me. Heavy. Do you see this? Do you see John, this? They are too heavy. Those little shorts Shirts barely covered your behind, but you got the pants on, so it's okay. But if you just wear the pants, you're basically going outside naked. This is, you're talking about somebody who used to go to the gym with just a sports brand shorts. I don't want to know that. I'm an atheist, but don't care what people believe as long as it stays out of legislation. Yeah, but, so what about in God we trust? Do you have a problem with in God we trust? Do you know that the founding fathers were extremely Christian? They just didn't want the church telling them what to do. That was the whole separation of church and state. It didn't mean a separation of God and state. There's nativity sets at, at every town square. And now, you know, if, if, if you go even further, then you got it. So now people are like, hey, you can't have a nativity set at town square. So now it's like, okay, I guess, you know, now you got to put... Uh, the Satan's thing next to the nativity set. I mean, you go too crazy with this stuff. This is this is a Christian nation. Like we're just not run by a church. That's the difference. What do you what do you say about that? See, I, I interact with the chat. This isn't all about me the whole time. I'm an atheist, but don't care what people believe as long as it stays out of legislation. And it's fine that you're an atheist. You're wrong, but that's fine. You're you're allowed to be wrong. You know. Everyone's an atheist up until the point they're ready to die. And then they're like, God, if there's a God, please, please help me. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. So 
the left has pushed the agenda so far as say separation of God and state. It's not separation of God and state. It's separation of church and state. That's why it still says in God we trust Sorry, on our money. Can I wear this? That's perfect, baby. That's perfect. And thank you. See, that's the respect. Like she just asked me if she can wear. Like that's respect. It doesn't mean that I run her. Or she runs me. It doesn't run me. It's I, just but respect. But I get it. You wouldn't want your girlfriend going out there with her crotch drawn out for the world. To she see. doesn't want me going out in my you know tight fitting shirts. I understand that. Now, I don't like the tight-fitting pants. If you're wearing tight-fitting pants, I, I don't understand why you'd want your crotch. W women can do that, but for guys, I don't understand that. I'm pretty sure... Love you too, baby. I'm pretty sure it was so state it doesn't interfere in religion. Uh, ha -ha, that's why John gets 10 minutes into his intended topic because he interacts with the chat. I enjoy interacting with the chat. That's the fun part. Like That makes it different. But I want to hear my, my new atheist friend here. I want to hear him counter. I want to hear the counter. That's... Because of the embarrassment. I'd like to hear a counter from my atheist friend. We're giving him the floor. I know as Bible guys, you guys think we're a bunch of... Or not you. Maybe not you. But a lot of people think that we're a bunch of retards. Because we quote from the Bible. It's like, you know, everything people know are based out of this. Example. You know when uh, the whole idea that all these... Social scientists, they came up with the notion of an intervention. It's from the book. It's from the book. Basically, if you have an issue with someone, you're supposed to address them privately. If you can't come to a conclusion, you're supposed to bring a witness. And if you still can't come to a conclusion, you're supposed to bring the church. A.K.A. an intervention. Like, all kinds of stuff. They get it out of this. Did I just rip it? No. That was something else. Rip my pants. No, I didn't. And I am wearing pants today. Some days I do, some days I don't. But you only you only see from the waist up. Yeah, Mary used to be my best troll. And he kinda he kinda fell off. He fell off. So what a Zidati. What do you got? You got something to say? You must have left. No. As long as you guys stay with me, I'll stay with you. But he who does not, who throws me into the fire, he is gone. Yeah, yoga pants. Wouldn't be wearing these yoga pants. It's like they're walking around naked. I don't understand. I don't understand that. You turn it up, Mary. Turn it up. 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 Yeah, that's it. Okay, where was I? Come eat and drink my food. Forsake foolishness that you may live. Advance in the way of understanding. For my, for by my days you will be multiplied in the years of your life increased. He who corrects an arrogant man may earn insult. I'm bringing close to fire, but never mouse. The hell? I thought this was strictly a no-pants zone. I was lied to. Well, you know, you can do whatever you want. This is a free country. But women shouldn't wear yoga pants. Not in public. Not in public. No. More meth, less pants. You want more meth? I'll give you more of the meth in here. So reprove not an arrogant man, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Instruct a wise man, and he becomes still wiser. Teach a just man, and he advances in learning. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If you are wise, it is to your own advancement. And if you are arrogant, you alone shall bear it. Even if you are the unbearables, you shall bear it. If you are arrogant, you alone shall bear it. Yes, I'm talking to you. The woman folly is fickle. 
She is inane, and she knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house upon a seat on the city heights, calling to passers-by as they go on their straight way. Let whoever is simple turn in here, and who lacks understanding, for him I say, stolen water is sweet, and bread gotten secretly is pleasing. Little he knows that the shades are there, in that in the depths of the netherworld are her guests. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. So, uh... That, 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 uh, I mean, those are all great. That's great advice. I want some more in advice because I want to bring up Sun Tzu and why and why I think Jesus was kicking it with Sun Tzu's family. <laughs> I love how the new meth memes are just like going out. Like that's just that's what cracks me up is that people go on these like rants and tirades and then they become a new meme. Will someone let me know if, if uh, the atheist comes back with a counter to that? Because it's not separation of God and state. It's the separation of church and state. Don't forget that. He's a Methodist. Oh, that's a good one. Farmer. Yo, Farmer got lines. Farmer got lines for days, yo. Days. And uh, I don't know why I'm trying to distract myself. You know, better a dry crust with peace than a house full of feasting and with strife. Like, just great lines. And I used to just love diving into these lines. But I think we're good. Hey, we got Canadian Josh Bear stopped by. A lot of people have said that Jesus was traveling Eastern guru preaching Buddhism and Asian philosophy. I believe that he learned a lot of the notions of turn the other cheek and stuff like that from traveling. And I, and I used to say that on my old episodes. Before he started his mission, I believe he traveled. And I believe he studied the art of war. Because... A lot of the things that I'm reading in the Art of War that are older than the New Testament and the things that Jesus said, I'm like, man, that's very, like, Art of War-esque. The way he would just, like, waso, waso. I forget what I used to say. Wusa. The way he would wusa a situation, like, ho, 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 That's a Ralphie May bit, too. I got so many Ralphie May bits, I can't help. R.I.P. Rest in peace to Ralphie. Ralphie. All right, I think we're good here. Ooh, let's read The Ideal Wife before we continue. Because the reason Solomon spent so much time talking about wives is because Solomon used to have tons of women. Tons of them. Jesus was our previous career as a prophet. Jesus was the greatest architect of all time. He would build things without even being there. He would be like, yo, I want to go catch that fish with my bare hands, but... I ain't trying to roll my boat there. And he would just moonwalk to the fish. He would be like... He would actually... Jesus actually invented the moonwalk. Because they left that part out. They didn't know what a moonwalk was back then. They didn't have a Greek word for moonwalk. So Jesus was actually where he first got it from. He was like... And he moonwalked right back. Right back. Grabbed the fish. And Peter was like, yo, I want to moonwalk out there. And Jesus was like, yo... Your first time walking on water, you shouldn't moonwalk. And, and they say, well, And he goes, yeah, no, you, you ain't got the term, the Greek term moonwalk yet. But, you know, this, this dude that's going to be black and then white, he's going to bring it out to the people. But he learned it from somebody else, too. The ideal wife. When one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband, entrusting his heart to her, has an unfailing prize. She brings him good and not evil. 
I love how I love how Solomon goes right into like she brings him good and not evil. Because trust me, these other women they be bringing me mad evil. But Joel Osteen wants you to live your best life, Tim. Yeah, listen, listen to Katrina with your life whenever you struggle, whenever you struggle. No evil at all. What about Evil Eric? I like Evil Eric. Alright. She brings him good and not evil all the days, all the days of her life. She obtains wool and flax and makes, I don't know what flax is, it's probably like Evil Eric is not actually evil. Amen. Um, that's why I like him. She obtains wool and not flax and makes cloth with skillful hands. Like merchant ships, she secures her provisions from afar. She rises while it is still night and distributes food to her household. Oh, man. Can you... Like, that's back in the day. The old Italian women, they would get up at four and start cooking. Right away, start cooking. Those were the days when the women woke up before you. They would make you a wholesome stew. Didn't you know that I would do what I do? When the mail would come in late, she would make me a whole plate with a sandwich cut diagonate. Those were the days. And you know who you were then. Girls were girls and men were men. Now we need a need a present like Herbert Hoover again. And there was no welfare state. Everybody pulled his weight. I don't remember how this goes. That's a great song, by the way. Man, I love me some Archie Bunker. Well, how did we pronounce that word again? Let's hear it again one more time. Goodness, I love this new time. Appropriate. Appropriate. Appropriate is the word. She rises while it's still night and distributes food to her household. She picks out a field to purchase. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is girt about with strength and sturdy and sturdy her arms. She enjoys the success of her dealings. At night, her lamp is undimmed. She puts her hands to the distaff and her fingers ply the spindle. Just making clothes for everybody. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy, like Lady Liberty. She fears not... She, Lady Liberty held up that light. She fears not the snow for her household. All her charges are doubly clothed. That means they don't break down that easy. Doubly clothed. I'm trying not to look at the check because I want to get thrown off. She makes her own coverlets. Fine linen and purple are her clothing. Her husband is prominent at the city gates, and he sits with the elders of the land. She makes garments and sells them, and stocks the merchants with belts. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs at the days to come. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and on her tongue is kindly counsel. She watches the conduct of her household, and she eats not her food in idleness, meaning she eats at the woman's table. Oh, goodness, I snorted. Her children rise up and praise her. Her husband, too, extols her. What does extol actually mean? Like praise? Is it a form of praise? Extol. Praise is 
enthusiastic. Praise enthusiastically. Good word. So her children praise her and her husband enthusiastically praises her. Many are the women of proven worth, but you have excelled them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. Ooh, ooh, I like that. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a reward of her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. Amen. Solomon, thank you for that one. Some good stuff. Let's go back to John. I wanted to see in, in John where Jesus goes a little bit, might I say, aggressive. We're in Luke. Luke's got some good, Luke's very detail oriented. Don't forget that. Luke, you want some good details? Luke's got your details. Gabe is here. Don't be mean to the nachos out there. Uh, final witness to the baptism. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, return to Galilee. I know, I know. I should be more prepared than this. I realize that. But that's okay. That's uh, Brian's favorite part of the show is when I say, but that's okay. Uh, cure on the Sabbath. Words of eternal fire. Breath of discourse. Walking on... Oh, let's check out walking on water real quick. Because it actually should say moon walking on water. When it was evening, his disciples went down to the sea, embarked in a boat, and went across the sea to Caperna, Capernaum. Capernaum. How do you say it again? Capernaum. Caper, Capernic. No wonder they didn't take a knee. Capernaum. It had already grown dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea was stirred up because a strong wind was blowing. And when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. Coming near the boat, and they began to be afraid, but he said to them, It is I. Oh, I'm going to start using that. It is near I. It is I. And they go, Who is that? I'm be like, It is I. Ooh, I'm, I'm definitely going to start saying, It is I. Do not be afraid. They wanted to take him into the boat, but the boat immediately arrived at the shore to which they were heading. Where's the part about Peter coming out? Maybe John don't have all that. Maybe that's in somebody else's. That's it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, the first dialogue, yup, the feast. Okay, discussion about the origins of the Messiah. Ooh, this is interesting. Near I won't be teaching reading 101 anytime soon. Don't you worry. Maybe I already have. Maybe I already have been doing the hooked on phonics. Hooked on phonics is all I need. Me and Brad Sellers gonna make up team. Morning, y'all. Morning. Morning, Brad. All right. So, hooked on phonics didn't work near I. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. See, maybe it didn't work for you, meritocracy. Mary, or you would have had your own show by now. Maybe you ought to go back to hooked on phonics and you would have been just fine. They probably didn't have hooked on phonics in your state. That's the problem. That's why you guys voted for who you did vote for, which I won't say. Because I don't want to dox you. Okay. Some in the crowd who heard these words say, This is truly a prophet. Others said this is the Messiah. But others said, The Messiah will not come from Galilee. Well, oh, we, we covered this before. Yeah, we see? We're covering a lot of the Bible. We're actually now... i got to dive in deeper. The man born blind. The good shepherd. The, ra the raising of Nazareth. Lazarus, not Nazareth. Session of the Sanhedrin. Now, many of the Jews had come to Mary and had seen him. Okay, no, 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 no. That's kind of dope, but not good enough. 
Where is his arguments? I want his arguments. I guess John didn't want... Alright, so the re the, the recap... The recapitalization... I don't know what that word is either. So the title of this, we have to look up. Because recap... Yep. Recap... Recapitulation. Recapitulation. Recap... Say it again. Recapitulation. Rehat... One more time. Recapitulation. Rehat Still can't say it. John, I don't need hooked on phonics. I can read King James because I'm above. Yeah, good for you. Good for you there, Mary. Recapitulation. Rehat I can't say it. Recapitulation. Recapitulation. Whew. Recapitulation. Recapitulation. That's me. Recapitulation. So that's why you got to do the hooked on phonics courses. You can sound the stuff out. Recapitulation, meaning an act or instance of summarizing and re restating the main points of something. So that's what this is about. <laughs> yeah, capitulation, that's what I need. Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, cried out and said, Who, whoever believes in me, believes not only in me, but also in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. I came into the world as a light. So that everyone who believes in me might not remain in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not observe them, I do not condemn them. For I did not come to condemn the word, but to save it. Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words has something to judge him. The word I spoke, it will condemn him to the last day. Because I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say and speak. And I know that this commandment is eternal life. So what I say, I say as my father told me. Get ready. Your reading sounds like Dave Ch Chappell from Robin Hood. Tell me Dave Chappelle, because I don't know who Dave Chappell is. Hmm. Maybe you need to learn how to spell Chappelle. Mary. The washing of disciples' feet. Announcing of Judas' betrayal, the new commandment, Peter's denial. All right, man, what happened to him flipping the temples? So John don't cover him flipping the temples? John's got the best book, too. He got the cool stories. Thomas, yeah, Thomas gets the doubting Thomas. Poor Thomas. They always say doubting Thomas. All right, so we're going to jump back to Luke and try to get some of these details. Get some of these details. Yeah, you got to like them details, don't you, baby? Yeah, we like them details. We like the details for the females. Rejection at Nazareth. Here's where we want. We want some rejection. So, came up to Nazareth. So he had come up to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to the custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read. Oh, we covered that too. Yeah, we've been covering a lot. Yeah, we covered that a lot. We be covering all of this stuff up in the Bible. And did you know if you like a cannoli, you can get that good cream feeling? Don't you want that good cream feeling? And I don't understand what you're dealing with. I can do this all day long. I just want to sing my song. And the only thing that I knew about my cannoli is that if you want, it would leave your mouth all foamy with that ooey goodness of that cannoli. Mm. 
You always say John has the best stuff. And then when you want it, either you can't find it. That's right. John does have the best stuff. Me TV's got the most entertaining stuff on the planet right now. <laughs> I'm so cocky sometimes. Ooh, I do like this. This is a good segment about judging. This is actually really, really important. So let's get serious for a minute. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give gifts. Give, and the gifts will be given to you a good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will be returned, be measured out to you. And he told them, and then he told them in parable, can a blind person guide another blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? There was a lot of pits back then. Sidebar, like tons of pits. Because of donkeys falling in pits, everybody falling in pits all the day, all the time. No disciple is superior to the teacher, being me. But when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. So if I'm a disciple, I'm going to be like Jesus. And that's the goal, baby. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eyes, but you not perceive that big old wooden beam sticking out of your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice that woman wooden beam sticking out of your own eye? You're a hypocrite. Remove that wooden beam from your eye, then you will be able to clearly remove that little splinter from your brother's eye. That's it. You understand? So... Oh, Brian's going to like this one. A, tr a good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruits, for people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. You know them brambles? Am I brambling to you? No, I'm not. A good person is out of the store of goodness, and his heart produces good, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. But yet Jesus still kicked. But here's what I understand. Jesus was kicking it with everybody. He was kicking it with the, with the prostitutes, with uh, the tax collectors. He was kicking it with all of them. Yeah, I am rambling. Rambling all over these brambles. The two foundations. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not, but not do what I command? I will show you what someone is like when someone comes to me, listens to my words, and acts on them. That one is like a person building a house who dug up deeply and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood came and the river burst against the house, but didn't shake it because it had been well built. But the one who listens and does not act is like a person who built his house on the ground without a good foundation. When the river burst against it and collapsed at once, it was completely destroyed. So don't be building your houses on bull crap out there. That's it. That's all you need not to do. Some grease from near eyes hair just came out of my screen. <laughs> I, I got a greasy face too, so it could be from that as well. Alright, I didn't find what I was looking for. I wanted to find some, some, some mad Jesus. I wanted some... Some angry Jesus today. I guess that means it's not to be found. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this in five. Bump, 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 four. Bump, 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 three. Bump, 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 two. Bump, 
bum 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 one bum 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 Alright, yep, we're getting ready to cause a division and then we're gonna go into to Sun Tzu. He came through with them to bring the message. But if they refuse the message, he left and kicked the dust from their heels. Amen, Katrina. Katrina, no. What happened to all my viewers? YouTube, y'all messing with my algorithms again? YouTube. Don't make me call his name to make you stop messing with my algorithms, because I will. I'll call up Jesus right now. I'll be like, yo, Jesus! Yo, YouTube's messing with my algorithms again. <laughs> Could you imagine calling Jesus? Jesus dealing with all this bullcrap, right? He's like, I'm not my father. Like, I got limits. If they don't believe in me, then my my I I, I become powerless. They gotta believe in me. For me to work, I'm not my father. My father just does what he wants to do, cause he's God, the Father. I'm God, the Son. I'm like Hercules. I'm like half man, half amazing. <laughs> imagine like he's dealing with all this bullcrap, right? And then I call him up. And he's like, yes, John, my son, how are you, John? I'm like, Jesus, I'm doing well, but YouTube's messing with my algorithms. Jesus like, yo, you gonna bother me with this? Like, I got all this stuff working, I got wars, people shooting innocent people, people killing innocent people, all these people just shooting up schools. You call me about some YouTube algorithms? I'm like, yeah, but yo, Jesus, like, I could help, help save some people, and maybe they wouldn't kill them if you got my numbers up. Maybe less people would start shooting up schools because they'd realize we're all a little off there, Jesus. And Jesus like, John, I'm the ultimate woosah. You're not going to woosah me on my opinions. Yeah, but Jesus, you guys see it from my perspective. You see, if we could bring more positivity in them via somebody that, you know, whether or not you think I'm intelligent, I know I make you laugh. I know I, I, know I make you laugh. And Jesus like, all right. And now I've already got his ear. I already got his ear, and I'm like, all right. So now I gotta close. So I got his ear. I mean, I'm good at the. I'm good at getting attention. I gotta improve on the close. Jesus, picture this. So, your boy starts bringing your word to the populace, right? And all you gotta do is just ease the hearts of the, of the YouTube overlords so that they don't mess up my algorithms, and just one time put it trending, one time, and then this thing will pop off. And then they're going to start praising you. And Jesus sits back. He's on his throne. And you know he's got a dope throne. He sits back and he goes, <sighs> you, you drive a hard bargain there, John Santos, near eye. Which you guys are nearies. I don't know why you say near eye, but I do know. But, you know, just go back to near eye. I'm going, no, nah, but you understand. He's like, okay. American, you know, God bless America. We did bless America. He's like, all right. Let me think about it. I got. I got to talk. I got to talk to my manager. So Jesus, Jesus steps out of the meeting with me, and he goes, "I, I got to talk to my manager. You know, you, you brought up some good points, but we got bigger fish to fry and divide, just with the loaves and all that too. So I got to go talk to my manager, and then we'll continue that story tomorrow. So uh, where was I going to talk about the cause of division? I have come to set fire. Here, we, this is what I want. This is the Jesus I wanted. So, so he says, Jesus says, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? No, says right here, even though earlier he did talk about peace, which is trying to understand this is how a man is. A man has both sides, but you got to understand Jesus is a little... 
It's a little frustrating when we start quoting this and then we can't quote that. Good morning, Kimmy. Do you think I've come here to establish peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided. Three against two and two against three. See, why do you have to explain? We already know three against two, two against three, obviously. Maybe there's something to it that I don't understand. From now, a household of five will divide three against two, two against three. A father will be divided against his son, and a son against his father, a mother against his daughter, and a daughter against his mother, and a mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. This is a sign of the times. He also said to the crowds, when you see a crowd rise in the west, you say immediately, that is going to rain. But when it does, and when you notice that the wind is blowing from the south, you say that it's going to be hot, so it is. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky. Why do you not know how to interpret at this present time? Boom, and people are like, whoa, mind's blown. So you settle in with the opponent. Why do you not judge yourselves what is right? If you are to go to your opponent before a magistrate, I don't know what that is. So we're going to look that up. You know what? This would actually be a good, uh, good vocab lesson, too. We could do a vocab test at the end of these things. Magistrate. In modern uses, a magistrate is a judge or lawyer who hears... Yeah, but I want to know how to pronounce it. Here we go. Magistrate. Magistrate. Like a J. Magistrate. Make an effort to settle the matter on the way. Otherwise, your opponent will turn you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the, the, the constable. What's a constable? I don't know. Constable. Constable. Oh, it's constable. That's the word. Constable. I don't know what it is, though. Constable. 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 A peace officer with limited policing authority, typically in a small town. Constable. And the constable throw you into the prison. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny, which tells me that there is purgatory. That 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 defines purgatory for me. Mwah. Five Son Holy Spirit. Bless be the Lord, Morocco trains my hands for battle, my fingers for my safeguard, my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield, and whom I trust will subdues people under me. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. That's some good stuff there. So that tells me that, like, even at judgment, you get judged. I don't think you go directly to heaven or hell. I think you go into a pit, he lets you burn off the rest of your sins, and if you accept Jesus, you're in. But I don't think, unless you're like, Unless you live a really, really good life, I don't think anyone goes straight to heaven. I think you got to go into purgatory to burn off the stuff you didn't settle in your life. And then you get a lot of burning, maybe hundreds of thousands of years. You know, it's different. It's the quantum mechanics of time, where it's a different kind of time. If we were to try to calculate, it would be like a million years. But now the whole point of the show was to talk about Sun Tzu. <sighs> Some good water. Go get yourself a... Uh, a great value brand Brita filter. Don't buy the regular because the Brita would be way too expensive. Maneuver. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So now we're going to go into the book of Sun Tzu. Finally. Tim's like, finally. You'd be doing all this bullcrap just to get to your main point. So check this out. Maneuvers against the enemy. John, I sent you a DM on Twitter. Check it right now. I can't check it right now. I got to log in. And if I log in, I got to check my... My text messages, because everything's double verified, and in order for me to do that, I gotta pause the show. So, I'm sorry, Chuck. Can I, 
Chuck, is it okay if I check it later? Do you mind if I check it later? I'd appreciate it. Look at this. So, this is Art of War. Literally, these are two pages, and it's one paragraph. This is a book I don't mind reading. The golf shoes? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, so, maneuvers against the enemy, because Jesus wore sandals. In the conduct of war, the general receives his orders from the ruler. It is then the general's job to marshal the forces available to him. Put them into an effective order and build their encampment. Then, most difficult of all, he commences his maneuvers against the enemy. The inherent difficulties of the lie in the need to turn the devious into the direct and to turn the disadvantages into the advantages. For example, he may lay a false trail away from his true objective, so, attempt, so tempting the enemy off course and thus arrive at the real destination before the enemy even though he sets out after him. This shows the, master, the mastery of the devious. It's like, yeah, like, you can't just call your shots all day like I do. You know, I call a lot of shots, and then people are like, shoot it down, shoot it down, shoot it down, shoot it down. That's like, that's fine. I'm working on a higher level. I'm just trying to throw you off with the bull crap. Or I come out from behind, and you say, what up? And they go, oh, shit. Yeah, I swore I was doing so well. Oh, man. Possible to walk in muck, no footing at all. That's why he hovered. Jesus ain't his feet never even touched the ground when he walked. He just hovered like right above. But it was so but it was so like like we're talking millimeters off the ground that that's why when he walked you didn't see his footprints, but you saw God the Father's footprints. Mm -hmm. Maneuvers against the enemy can bring great advantage or great peril. If you wait to muster your force with full equipment before trying to seize an advantage, you risk arriving too late. So like that that's where it's like one of my phrases I like saying is, don't let perfection get in the way of progress. We go real talk like this every now and then, too. Um, many people I know like are, are waiting for the perfect moment to make their move, and that may never come. So don't let perfection get in the way of actual progress. And don't let progressives take the word progress from us. No, you're lefties. You're lefties, you're not progressing. You don't progress anything. You regress everything that you do. You regress it all. Alright, so it's something that I gotta click on. So, I don't even know if I can do that unless you're public. But we'll do it now, Chuck, because I said I would. Yeah, Katrina, a lot of people do. Check your DMs next time. Elton John. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I would like it and retweet it, but I'm not signed in. So it won't it won't allow me to, I don't believe. Yeah, I gotta sign in, which is a, a hassle for me. Katrina, that's a lot of people's problem. Is they literally are waiting to be perfect to do anything. And the problem with that is, is I'll tell the story, like it reminds me of my dad. So when I was starting the DJ business, like he came up with this whole concept, right? And he wrote it out and he had this whole plan and he didn't want to bounce the idea off of off of me until he had the idea. So he's like, John, I, want, I, want, I got an idea for your DJ business. And he came to me, and the thing said, John Neri, the discount DJ. And he had phrases and all this stuff to go with the discount DJ. And I was like, Dad, I don't want to be known as the discount DJ. Like, I want people paying full price for me. And he was like, ugh. And you could see, like, it hit him because he realized he would hire the discount DJ. But he's looking at it from his perspective. But he was waiting until the idea was perfect to bounce it off of me to where he probably spent 
an hour or two coming up with this whole concept. Where had he just thrown it out to me and been like, John, what do you think of the discount DJ? I'd have been like, well, you, I, I hear the discount DJ. I hear the alliteration you like, but, you know, I, I want people paying me full price. He'd be like, oh, yeah, good point, and then move on. So that's why brainstorming sessions are great for throwing up ideas, countering them with other ideas, and that's how you write and that's how you construct something to get it near perfection. Nothing will ever be perfect, but if you wait for perfection, you're, you're going to just keep coming across hurdles. And then the tough part is, is let's say you wrote the, the perfect story, right? You wrote this unbelievable 100-page novel. Because anything over 100 pages is too much to read. Say you wrote a 100-page novel. It was really, really neat, right? Well, when you go to present it to somebody and then they shoot it down, it's going to hurt you so bad because you didn't want to share these ideas with anybody. So don't let perfection get in the way of progress. My sister and I are complete opposites. She's okay with good enough. It drives me crazy. Yeah, so that's why the two of you would probably make a good team, Katrina, because then she's probably throws in a bunch of ideas and some of them are crap and some of them are good and then you can construct the ideas to make them better. So that's why the two of you would probably be a good team if you could work together. So so now with that in mind, let me read this uh, these two sentences over again. Maneuvers against the enemy can be can bring great advantage or great peril. If you wait to muster your force with full equipment before trying to seize an advantage, you risk arriving too late. Because it's like you may never have full equipment. you got to take advantage of when the opportunities come. you got an opportunity, go with it. So let me give you another example. And I'm not trying to crap on anybody or anything. I'm not going to go dark like yesterday or whatever. But not that I went that dark. In Buffalo, when I helped Owen... I saw an opportunity for me to be on stage for 10 minutes. I had no material prepped. And I, I warmed up the crowd for 10 minutes. And, you know, some of it was entertaining. Some of it, it was all entertaining. Like, don't, don't forget, it was all entertaining. But as far as comedy goes, it wasn't prepared. It was, it was okay. It was probably bad. It's probably on the, the side of bad. But it was entertaining, engaging, and lifted the audience so that when the opener came out, he had a better crowd. And that was the purpose of the MC. So I thought, here's an opportunity. And then when I did that, I thought, yeah, I would be a great MC. Like, that would be, in fact, that's what I should be doing. I should be trying to engage in more MC-type type things as a hype man. I'm the ultimate hype man. Ain't nobody, even Lil John ain't as good of a hype man as me, Big John, even though we're probably the same height. Actually, Lil John probably smaller than me. In fact, I would really like to know how tall Lil John is. Will someone please look up the height of Lil John? Lil, like, like Trump, you say Lil John? You can say Lil John, Lil Customers would respect I worked on their bikes because I was a perfectionist. Alright, right. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, you don't want someone that's, you know, it's like, you don't want someone going into surgery and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I make some chances. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. There are certain professions where you want someone to be a perfectionist. It's crazy that the MC used to be the side piece to the DJ on how the tables have turned. Ooh, good pun there about turning tables, too. Did you mean that? Did you mean that about turning tables, Tim? Because that was actually really good. But yeah, like, the, the MC's job was to hype up the DJ. Well, here, yeah, but here's what's interesting, Tim. It's actually gone back to the DJ again. Look at what all these guys, well, not recently, but with all the techno music, the DJ was back to the, to the front of the stage. John, he's 5'6". Yes, I'm taller than Lil John. Yeah, yeah, he's Lil John and me too. I'm Big John by about three inches. Just enough to get them ready. If... <laughs> If you rush out under and equip to siege an advantage and you risk also losing the equipment you left behind, equally to be considering 
is that if you order the men on the force marches with their amount rolled in their packs, moving night and day without rest to double the distance covered, then a march of a hundred li, which must be like men, to seize an advantage will result in the capture of the commanders of all three divisions. The stronger men will surge ahead and the weaker ones will fall to the rear, and only a tenth of your strength will actually reach the destination on time. If the march of 50 Li, then the leader of the vanguard will be captured, and half of your force will arrive if you march only 30 Li. Alright, and basically he's just going into fractions of this. We'll continue reading. Then two-thirds will arrive on the same principle, an army must have its baggage, train, provisions, and supply dumps, otherwise it's lost. A ruler must understand that the priorities of the local nobles before he can make Profitable alliances, a general must acquaint himself thoroughly with the terrain in the mountains and forests, it halts in the impasses and swamps and marshes before he can march his army through it. He must use local knowledge to take the best advantage of the natural features. Um, and I could keep going with this section. There's, there, there's great information. And this doesn't necessarily connect with what I was trying to do with this show. But from some of the things about understanding the other person's point of view is, is, is critical when you're doing anything. I'm an average size, John. Yeah, I'm definitely average size. Near I... I don't skip that many breaths. I read as many as I can. But I, I want to keep the show somewhat topical because when it's topical, then someone can then regurgitate or, or listen to it later. Not regurgitate, that's the wrong word. Someone can digest it later. But if I talk to the chat the entire show, then people are watching it later, like, why is he talking to Brass and Mary and uh, all these people? Like, I don't know what, I don't know all these people, like, so I'm not getting anything out of this. The point that I wanted to make before the last few moments of this show is Jesus was good at woosahing a situation, trying to see both sides and coming up with an objective decision. He didn't say just love the people that love you. He said love your enemies. So similarly, in Sun Tzu's book, when he's talking about momentum, which is what I was covering the show before this, today's show, today's show as far as that go, was more about, uh, you know, not letting perfection get in the way of progress and, and, and understanding what's substantial and what's insubstantial. And I think that that is super, super important because with anything you do, if you if you make a battle out of everything, you're not choosing your battles appropriately, which is what I could see in Jesus. Like, for example, when, when Mary Magdalene was going to be stoned, who some say was Mary Magdalene, some say not, whatever, he could have... Let her get stoned because according to the law, that, that was okay to do. But he was seeing it from her perspective and he was like, look, at, in the big scheme of it all, stoning her doesn't accomplish anything. Do you guys all have no sin? All right, so then drop your stones, basically is what he was saying. He, without sin, cast the first stone. So he was just woosah on the situation and was like, yo, you guys are like, you're going all in on this one thing because she committed adultery, but you're... You're failing to realize the plank or the beam that you have in your own eyes. So don't be pointing out the specks in everybody else's. Ugh! That's how you do a callback. 
What up, Cereal? Spitball to the face. I would actually... Okay, that's great, Cereal. Good for you. But momentum is what we were talking about the other day. Where the, A lot of this stuff just reminds me of Jesus' teachings. And because that this is older than the human life that Jesus lived, I'm like, yo, I bet he studied. And if and this is what I keep saying to Christians, because Christians tell me things like this, they say. And I am Christian, don't get me wrong. But they'll say, yeah, but Jesus already knew everything. He was already... And I go, no, didn't he learn? And they go... No, he never learned. I go, didn't he learn how to become a carpenter from Joseph? And they go, well, yeah. Okay, so then, philosophically, to be consistent, if he learned how to be a carpenter from Joseph, then how did he learn right from wrong? Was he not with other people in a temple talking about different readings? Yes, he was. So if he was learning from people, then maybe he learned from people that weren't around him, which is why when he came up with the golden rule, love God with all your heart, mind, body, and spirit, love your neighbors, yourself, it was very Buddhist or very peaceful in that state. But that doesn't mean that there was another side of Jesus where he said, I didn't come here for peace, where at times he did, times he didn't. And that is why he was fully man. And that's why even in his last moments, when he's on the cross dying, which I really struggle with because he knew what his purpose was. And when he's on the cross dying, he says, Father, why have you forsaken My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's like, dude, like you know what your purpose is. Why are you saying that in your last moments? But, he's, but according to other readings, it's, but in my last, in, but I in my spirit, I can, what's but in my something, I command my spirit. In your hands, I command my spirit. Something like that. So I don't know what the last thing he said. We're doing that now. I know. It's, we're going We're going in overtime. Well, the podcast got 10 minutes because I was 13 minutes behind. So we're going into overtime now when he died. In Jesus died, he defeated all the sin and the death. But what I don't understand is that was there anything left. Why did he say all of those things when he died? I just don't understand why they, why Peter lied and said he didn't know him. But if Peter can deny Jesus, then they can all deny you. What up, Bisky, Serio, Gabe, and Bear America? It is true. The question about David's son. I'm just looking for his death. Wanna compare his death so people can move to the left. The Lord's Supper, we must be getting close. Cause there it is, Jesus before Pilate, which is a super dope interaction. Pilate's like, I don't see anything. Just defend yourself. He's like, and he's thinking, I can't defend myself. Cause if I defend myself, then I'm not gonna accomplish what I was here to set forth to do. Guard the tomb. All right, here we go. Death of Jesus. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama shamech which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, this one is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran to get a sponge and soaked it with wine, putting it in a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, wait, let us see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out in a loud voice and gave up the spirit. And behold, the veil of sanctuary was torn into two from the top to the bottom. The earth quaked. The rocks were split. Tombs were opened. And the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Whoa! I didn't know that part. Or I didn't remember, at least. 
in coming forth from the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly. They saw the earthquake and all that happening, and they said, Truly, this was the Son of God. Oh, I just got chills reading that, which that means it's true. There were many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to them. Among them were Mary Magdalene, who was his ride-or-die chick. She was going to be there regardless. She was like, I'm going to hold them down, even though they think I'm a slut. You know, I'm going to wash his feet with my tears and hair, baby. Because she was that down-ass chick. Oh, I'm, I'm going to play that song, just not for you guys, once I get off. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Yeah, but why does it say the mother, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, but not Mary, the mother of Jesus? That's so weird to me. That's so crazy to me. So, according to Matthew, the last thing he said was, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Okay, now we're going to go to Mark. Let's compare it to Mark. Who, wait, was Mark, I think, was a scribe. And Luke was a physician. Matthew was a tax collector. Mark was a scribe. Who was probably very, like, just factual based. Parents of Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is mentioned all over in the Bible. People have been like, Mary was only mentioned, Mary Magdalene was only mentioned once or twice. Like, oh, she was mentioned all over. Let's see another place. Alright, the death of Jesus. Alright, same thing. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And at Three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a live voice, loud voice, same phrase, Oloi, Oloi, Leme, Sabach, Nomachai, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, Look, he's calling Elijah. One of them ran, soaked his sponge, put on a reed, and gave it to him, saying, Drink, wait, let us see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. The veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom, and the centurion facing the crowd. Breathed his last breath, truly was the son truly this this man was the son of God. This is centurion saying this, which means he was Roman, I believe. Centurion meaning a soldier, probably a leader of a bunch of men, was like who didn't believe in God the way the Jews did. He they believed in the pagan gods, just like, well, truly this guy was the son of God, because he just cried out and all this shit just happened. Fucking earthquakes, I'm swearing now. That's how you know it's true. Truly this man was the son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of younger James and Joseph, and Salome. Whoa, Salome. I gotta, sh I gotta show Domi this. This is news to me. These women who followed them in the galley were ministered to them, and then there were many of them were the women. Okay, so according to this, the last thing he said was that same phrase. So Matthew and Mark are both in agreement. I'm still looking for the commend my spirit line. But into your heart, I commend my, into your soul, like, yep. So now we're going into Luke. And what's cool also is that, like, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the story's basically over after he raises from the dead, rises from the dead, whereas, uh, John goes in a little bit deep, oh, now I'm in John. Why do I keep skipping over Luke? Because Luke got all these pictures in between. That's why it's these pictures be throwing me off. Alright, yep, here we go, betrayal... Every good story's got betrayal in there. That's just part of how it goes. Since the death, way of the cross. Yeah, so Luke being a physician, very detail-oriented. Okay, 
Same thing. Look, it's looking the exact same. Luke 23, 46. Oh, thank you so much. That's actually right where I am right now, Katrina. Look at I'm not going to touch my book. And I'm going right there. Serial. Look at let me let me clear something up from my opinion. I still haven't talked to everybody I need to talk to. But I'm gonna defend Jason here for a minute. You know. I, I still got other people I gotta talk to, but I don't like that, you know, everyone's crapping on Jason. I consider Jason a friend of mine. And if he didn't want to do something, he doesn't have to do it. This isn't a dictatorship where he just has to do what everyone tells him to do all the time. He can do whatever he wants to do. So let's not be like the unbearables. And if you disagree with someone, you oust them. I wasn't referring to that Freudian slip. I do know Freudian slip. See, I need that word. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Hey, I don't, like I say, we're allowed to have disagreements without kicking somebody out. No, I still want to talk... I still want to talk to Brian. I want to get Brian's perspective because I haven't talked to him yet. So to be fair, oh, <laughs> sorry. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about our own stuff going on right now. So sorry, Serial. That's my fault. That's just, that's obviously I'm sensitive about that right now because I, I've been talking about it all morning. Nothing, 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 nothing happened, Jolly. Nothing happened. Uh, nothing happened. We're going to read this. I got to talk to Brian yet. I haven't talked to Brian, so I got to hear both sides. I cut him, but I shouldn't have said anything. No, I did. Well, you know, it's life. Now, now everyone's going to come out of the woodwork. Here we go. There we go. Jason's my boy. I'm going to hold him down. But Brian's my boy, too. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to hold Brian down. At the end of this whole thing, the people that I, I would probably associate myself closely with we're Island. Uh, I'll put Island in there, too. Even though Island, I don't see eye to Islands on a lot of things. Uh, most things we do. Jason, Cornelius, Josh, and Brian. Like, those three guys are my, my, my three three head horsemen or whatever, and I got Island in there as a fourth. So you're not going to see me shit on them. At times you'll see me crap on Island, but that's about it. Jason's a good good dude. Last night, he was pushing back on Coddington. So, right, that's what I heard. I heard Coddington was banning a bunch of people, and Jason was checking them. So that's a good thing. I can talk about... Okay, I know. I know you can, but I want to talk to Brian. i got to hear from Brian first, because I'm one of Brian's peoples, and I don't want us having infighting now, just because they do, and they lost a bunch of people with influence. Well, guess what? We'd be just as bad if we did the same to Jason. See you, Jolly. Peace, Jolly. Enjoy class. Oh, podcast over and over. Okay, I got to do this. It was now about noon, and the darkness came in the whole land over the afternoon because of the eclipse of the sun, the veil of the temple in the middle, and Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into my hands I commend my spirit. So according to Luke, Luke had this phrase, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last. So he doesn't have the why have you forsaken me. But the other ones have the translation in there. Which is so crazy interesting. A centurion who witnessed that glorified said, This man was innocent beyond doubt. When all the people who had gathered from the spectacle saw what had happened, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all these, all his acquaintances stood at the distance, including the women who had followed him from Galilee. And it's all these events. If it ain't broken, my work better. God freedom legacy in that order. That's the end of my podcast show. So if you like this, please share it around. Throw it a like button or whatever it is that you do on Apple. I don't have an Apple. I have an Android. And it's on uh, Spotify, I believe, and some other things. So uh, for the podcast's sake, 
This is Neat TV. This is episode 114 on May 24, 2018. I hope you enjoyed this. It was kind of abridged, but then you got the full hour in there anyway. So if it ain't broke, it might work better. God, freedom, legacy, in that order. And in these last five seconds, I say to you, love God with all your heart, mind, and spirit so you can love your neighbors as you love yourself. Amen.